today let us study about the new classical theory of interest which is also called as a loanable fund theory which is a modified version of classical theory it was firstly propounded by professor wixell a swedish economist later on developed by merdel bertil hollin gunner herbler and robertson this theory integrates monetary and non monetary aspects of interest this theory recognizes besides saving and investment the role of holds in determining the rate of interest according to this theory the rate of interest is the price paid for the loanable fund determined by the equilibrium position of demand for and supply in the credit market the supply of loanable fund is derived from four sources namely number 1 saving number 2 disholding number 3 disinvestment and number 4 bank credit now the savings savings arises out of difference between income and consumption of individuals business firms also save their undistributed profits constitute corporate savings people save more at high rate of interest and save less if rate of interest is low the second source is the disholding individual dishold money from the past holding at a high rate of interest idle cash balance of the past activate and become available for investment on the other hand if rate of interest is low disholding would be negligible now the third source is the disinvestment this investment is a situation of lending by business firm and industrialist when rate of interest is high business firms and industrialists prefer to lend money instead of investing in their own business so supply of loanable fund increases on the other hand if rate of interest is low they prefer to invest their money in their own business rather than lending and supply of loanable fund decreases now the fourth source is the bank credit banks provide loans to the businessman through the process of credit creation it is also one of the source of supply of loanable funds at higher rate of interest larger volume of credit creation is possible now these are the four uh, main sources of uh, lo- supply of loanable funds now we have to deal the demand for loanable funds also According to this theory demand for loanable funds arise for the following purposes they are number 1 is investment number 2 is holding number 3 is disaving and number 4 is government now let's have a look at the investment the investment the loanable fund is demanded by producers and businessmen investment refers to the expenditure for the purpose of for the purchase of making new capital new capital goods including inventories which completely depends upon the rate of interest of loan if the rate of interest is low demand for loanable funds for investment will be high and vice versa now the second uh, source is the holding loanable fund demanded by people to hold it as idle cash balance to satisfy their desire for liquidity at a low rate of interest demand for loanable funds for holding increases and vice versa and the third one is the dissaving dissaving is opposite act of saving when people spend more than their present income on commodities they demand loanable funds 
for example like demand for goods like car computers and other luxury goods now the fourth uh, is the government government also demand loan for developmental work it borrows to bridge the gap between its expenditure and revenue but the rate of interest hardly exerts any influence on government borrowings and at the time of war or emergency now uh, these are the four uh, sources of the uh, demand and also the why people are going to demand for the loanable fund and the supply when we have considered these two now we have to how to determine the rate of interest the determination of the rate of interest can be uh, pointed out at the intersection of the demand and supply curve of loanable fund theory which can be uh, shown with the help of a diagram Now let's have a look at the criticisms of the loanable fund theory. The main criticisms of uh, loanable fund theory or neoclassical theory are as follows. Number one, the constant income. The loanable fund theory is criticized on the ground that it is assumed income to be constant, but generally income level changes leading to change in saving rather than the rate of interest affecting saving pattern. The second criticism faced by this theory is that uh, indetermination. This theory assumes that the saving and income both are independent, but saving depends on income. As income changes, saving change, and so does the supply of loanable funds also change. Now, the third criticism is the impracticable. This theory assumes that saving, hoarding, and investments, etc., to be related to interest rate. But practically, investment is not only affected by interest rate but also by the marginal efficiency of capital which has been ignored. Now, the fruit criticism is uh, the summation of real and monetary factors. This theory proves to be unrealistic as real and monetary factors cannot be integrated in the form of schedule as is evident from the framework of the theory. So, this theory has been criticized on these grounds. Thank you. Good morning. I, Usha Dikshit, Assistant Professor, Department of Commerce, is hereby to discuss about the advertising elasticity of demand. In the modern competitive world, advertisement plays an important role in increasing the demand for commodities. Through advertisement, consumers comes to know about the when and how to use commodities. It provides with a tool of comparative study amongst the expenditure on various means of advertisement and responsive changes in the demand of certain commodity. And if we can say that, in other words, elasticity of 
एडवर्टाइजमेंट डिमांड इज द मेजरमेंट ऑफ द डिग्री ऑफ चेंज इन द डिमांड ऑफ एनी गुड्स इन रेस्पॉन्स टू द सर्टन चेंज इन एडवर्टाइजिंग एक्सपेंडिचर इनकर्ड ऑन दैट कमोडिटी एंड नाउ वी कैन कैटेगराइज द डिग्रीज ऑफ एलास्टिसिटी इन टू द फॉलोइंग ग्रुप्स नंबर वन इज परफेक्टली एलास्टिक एडवर्टाइजमेंट डिमांड सेकेंड इज परफेक्टली इन एलास्टिक एडवर्टाइजमेंट डिमांड थर्ड वन इज यूनिटरी एलास्टिक एडवर्टाइजमेंट डिमांड फोर्थ वन इज हाईली एलास्टिक एडवर्टाइजमेंट डिमांड फिफ्थ वन इज हाईली इन एलास्टिक एडवर्टाइजमेंट डिमांड नाउ लेट्स डिस्कस अबाउट वॉट इज द मीनिंग ऑफ परफेक्टली एलास्टिक एडवर्टाइजमेंट डिमांड नाउ वी कैन सी हियर दैट वैन डिमांड ऑफ सर्टन कमोडिटी चेंजेस विदाउट एनी चेंज इन एडवर्टाइजिंग एक्सपेंडिचर इनकर्ड ऑन दैट कमोडिटी इट इज सेट टू बी परफेक्टली एलास्टिक एडवर्टाइजमेंट डिमांड एलास्टिक डिमांड ऑफ सच कमोडिटी इज इन्फिनिटी विच कैन बी एक्सप्रेस्ड एज ई ए इज इक्वल टू इन्फिनिटी एंड द सेकेंड इज द परफेक्टली इन एलास्टिक एडवर्टाइजमेंट डिमांड वेन द डिमांड ऑफ सर्टन कमोडिटी इज नॉट अफेक्टेड बाई इंक्रीज और डिक्रीज इन एडवर्टाइजिंग एक्सपेंडिचर इनकर्ड ऑन दैट कमोडिटी इज सेट टू बी परफेक्टली इन एलास्टिक डिमांड एडवर्टाइजिंग ऑफ सच कमोडिटी इज यूजलेस इट कैन बी एक्सप्रेस्ड एज ई ए इज इक्वल टू जीरो नाउ द थर्ड नाउ द थर्ड टाइप ऑफ एलास्टिसिटी इज द यूनिटरी एलास्टिक एडवर्टाइजमेंट डिमांड under this when proportionate change in the demand of any commodity in response to proportionate change in the advertising expenditure incurred on that commodity is equal the advertisement demand would be unitary elastic it can be expressed as ea is equal to 1 and the next elasticity is the highly elastic advertising demand under this if the change in the demand of commodity in response to the proportionate change in advertising expenditure incurred on that commodity is greater than 1 indicating demand of that commodity is highly elastic and this can be expressed as ea is equal to more than 1 and the next one is highly inelastic advertisement demand under this if proportionate change in advertising expenditure incurred on certain commodity is comparatively greater than the proportionate change in demand of that commodity elasticity of demand would be less than 1 it means advertising demand of such commodity would be highly inelastic which can be expressed as ea is equal to less than 1 now thank you